What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, Soul and Body Coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, gorgeous, delicious, and truly magical world. Hello and welcome to Aligning Divine. We are on the Inspired Choices Network. I am Keisha Clark, your host. And holy moly, we're having some fun already. The uh, buzz of today's topic is definitely active <laughs> and shaking up some things in my universe. And I just want to welcome you if it is your first time joining us here on Aligning Divine or even on the Inspired Choices Network. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. So happy to have you here, and there's a whole lot for you to play with, so take some time, look around, see what you find, and some of it might blow your hair back, and some of it might not, and it's totally up to you, because that's why we call it Inspired Choices. It gets to be your choice, <laughs> where you play, when you play, and how you play. You can even play with us on a multitude of other platforms, oh my goodness, if you prefer to listen to your podcast on a specific app, you can totally find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Deezer, SoundCloud. I mean, there's over 50 that we live stream to, and there's over 50 that you can just actually go find the podcast on on demand. So however and whenever and wherever you like to play with podcasts, you can do that with us. <laughs> so how does it get even funner? And if it's uh, if it's not your first time, if you're actually coming back to play more, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Um, please know that regardless of what time it is for you, your being here and being a part of these conversations is an amazing contribution to these shows, to our hosts, to me, to this station, and I'm going to say to the world, I know that might sound a little cheesy for some, but you know what? When we are tuning in to what really supports us, facilitates us, <clears throat> helps us get into that vibe that is really light and joyful and yummy for us, we are making a difference. We are changing things all over the place, and that is a really cool thing. So if you're if you're coming here, if you're playing on Aligning Divine, you might be interested in playing with all things having to do with finding and having the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day, because that's what we play with here. So it's kind of a big, open field of possibilities that we can pick from, and what I find in both my own personal journey and in the work that I do, I, I find that there's a lot of us on the planet right now that it, for us, for this trip around the whatever you want to call it, we really showed up to play with more than linear creation and conventional living. <laughs> we really are showing up to, to be more actively, consciously participating in co-creating with with each other, with the universe, and with the planet. So this lining up with our essence and living it every day, it's that living it every day part that, that we really are seeking 
how we do that. And that's unique to each of us. And that's part of what I love about what we get to do and how we do what we do on this planet Earth playground. So that is part of what uh, gave birth to Aligning Divine. It is actually the, oh my goodness, it's like the third incarnation of my show here on the Inspired Choices Network. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I talk, I practice what I teach. I follow the energy and uh, I have, oh my gosh, you can find, let's see, I, I believe we're over 5,000 hours of podcasts in our library. And I'm, I believe, over 200 and something of them are actually mine. <laughs> so um, you can find the show Living Well. You can find the show Living Beyond Linear. And now here we are at Aligning Divine. So that's kind of been my own evolutionary process and journey. And I don't mind sharing it with you because you know what? When we can invite others to um, play more, it's way more fun for us to play too. <laughs> so I'm all about how much fun can we have with all of this and where is the joy for us. Um, so for me, there is that joy in lining up with my essence. It's just, it's really challenging for me not to do it. So uh, I, I began to turn that into what I what I do in the world and uh, brought it, I kind of brought it forward into my work even more so. Uh, so I am a soul and body and intuitive living coach and you could say facilitator. Um, and really, in a nutshell, what I love to do and what I have the, the honor and privilege of getting to do is supporting and facilitating and teaching people how to savvy their intuition and let it be their superpower. Because you know what? it totally can be. <laughs> and that ties into that living your essence every day. <clears throat> there is no right or wrong way to do it. It gets to be your choice. It's your journey. And I'm here as one of the people who is just really thrilled to get to play with supporting you to find the way that, that it works for you to do it, have it, choose it, be it, create it, and live it. And how much fun can you have with that? Yeah. So... All kinds of goodies here on this on the network, and you can also find me more on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, you can go to my website, KeishaClark.live. The link for that is here on this podcast page. So there's all that stuff. Now let's dive in to today's topic. Woo! Yeah, we're jumping right in there, guys. The wizardry of words. <laughs> And I will say, I do love the word wizardry. That's just a fun word for me. Um, <laughs> so has it occurred to you that you are a potent creator? Has it dawned on you that words are one of your most potent tools of creation? The wizardry of words is at work in your life every moment of every day. <laughs> and thank, We've got some comments in the uh, chat room already. I'm loving that, and yes, you are. Uh, totally seconding that uh, to the person who's saying she is a potent creator, because yeah, I know she is. Um, and with every word you say, every everything you think, um, words really are more than what you think. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's something that I notice. We do it, we, it's, it's such, it's a, it, let me say this a different way. One of the things I observe is that we unconsciously 
do this thing with words all the time. That is really a norm that we get into. Um, and one of the things I love to play with is bringing more of our consciousness to the experiencing of our creating our lives. So words are a way for us to do this, okay? And you're welcome to discount them, but that doesn't prevent them from shaping the experiences and the adventures of your life. So it's kind of interesting. You are going to create. You cannot not create. So how much would you be willing or could you be willing to use the wizardry of words to your advantage? You might just be delightfully surprised with what you are actually capable of. So this is where we are playing today. Um, and if you want to join me for the show, you can actually join me for the live airing of the show. Just click on over to the chat room when you land on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can put any name in that you feel like being that day, and you might just consider the name, the energy of that word. <laughs> Uh, and come on in, and you can play with us in the virtual backstage um, in the chat room. It's a lot of fun. You can also call in, and you can find the numbers to either call or Skype us uh, during the live show right there on the screen as well. So now, I, yeah, <laughs> where do we start with words? Like words, I mean, I'm speaking words right now, right? Words are a big thing on this planet. It's it's a communication and it's so much more. Um, we're communicating with ourselves. We're communicating with the the universe. We're communicating with pretty much every energy. That's that's kind of how I like to say it. We're communicating with the consciousness of everything. Now, we can be not paying attention to the fact that we're doing that, but that doesn't change the fact that we're doing that. Do you get that? <laughs> um, so this thing with words while it could take us way beyond just this conversation and the time we have today, um, really what I wanted to play with today is stirring some things up. And the word wizardry uh, popped really fun uh, to use for this week's title. Um, one, I am I'm big on that whole, you know, wizards and sorceress and goddess, and I love those names and those words, and I love the energy of those words. And, of course, when I play with words, which I do all the time, if you don't know that about me, then now you do, um, what I love to do also is one of my favorite references and resources is the online etymology dictionary. Um, so, of course, I went over there and I looked up the word wizard, and uh, what the online etymology dictionary tells us is it's from the early 15th century, so early 1400s, and it basically essentially originally was referring to philosopher or sage. So that's that energy that's in the essence of the word wizard. Uh, it didn't really become more associated with the whole magic and conjuring and knowing the future thing until a little bit later. And that was around the mid-1500s. So I love this philosopher and sage energy. It also meant wise, so wise ones. Um, it, it also lines up with that energy of oracle to me. And there is also that energy of magic in there. And, and magic to me, it's not about parlor tricks. It's more of the, the wonder and the... Um, 
beauty of how we create and what we create and that we create, really. Um, so that philosopher and that sage energy, now that, of course, lands really resonantly for me because that is an energy I've spent much of my life in. Um, and I just, it works for me. So the first thing I would love for us to kind of take a look at is where are you with your words? What, do you, where, what are words for you? Do you even give consideration or attention to your words? And I would invite you, and, and I am inviting you, to start noticing what you notice with your words. And right now, words are probably, oh my goodness, I, I don't know if more important is the way to say it, but words are really more vital in this moment. In part, uh, we are all online a whole lot more. And uh, that has, for most of us, that has to do with in this, where we are in the middle of 2020, um, with a global experience of coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, we've been, for whatever length of time and in whatever way, we've been in our quarantine, we've been in our shelter in place, we've been uh, in our homes or wherever we might be able to find home, and we've been online. We've been in that virtual connecting um, a lot more. And so we're reading, we're consuming data even more than we ever have before. And that can be the spoken word, the written word that might be your thoughts. So it doesn't have to be just the words that are coming out of your mouth. It could be the words you're putting on paper or the words you're typing into your device. It could be the words you're hearing through um, music, through different shows. Everything is words. So you see, the words are kind of the pivotal piece here. And words, oh my goodness, can be put together in so many ways <laughs> to create or destroy so many things. And that doesn't make it a good thing or a bad thing. That's just a reality for us. So what are the words that you tend to use and are you willing to look at what that's creating for you? And where the wizardry comes in, for me, the, another piece of this wizardry is like masterfulness. And I love that flavor, that energetic vibe, if you will, of moving into mastering how you cast your words to create your day, your life, whatever project you're working on, um, virtually anything, all of your relationships, oh my goodness, with your lover, with your children, with your parents, with your animals, hello, <laughs> right? So really the question is, what do you want to create? That's kind of the door opener right there. What do you want to create? And if you hadn't really looked at or begun to consider that you are creating everything, tape record yourself for an hour and then listen. And I guarantee you, it will get your attention. You will notice a theme, 
a vibrational frequency, a something, you will notice there will be indicators in there in what you hear as to what you're creating. And it might be along the lines of what you thought it was, but it might also be something very different than you thought it was. <laughs> and this is the funny and cool and interesting and fascinating thing for me with the whole word deal. You know, we talk about the energy of words, and I think, you know, I, I perceive that a number of people kind of roll their eyes when we say that phrase, the energy of words, and yet that is where the wizardry is. If you're willing to be present and be consciously cognizant of the words that you are using and the words that you are allowing to be active in your energy and in your body and in your life, you will be in that place of mastery. And you actually can do that. It You don't have to have a... a you know, high-ranking degree. You don't have to have a doctorate <laughs> of philosophy. You can simply pay attention and get present and be willing to have fun with this, this thing we call the energy of words. And that's where your wizardry starts to come in, when you can have fun with it. So how much fun are you willing to have with your words? <laughs> and what would that be for you? What would make words fun for you? That might be a way to get started. And for me, a, a large piece of that is that I actually go look at where did these words come from? What is their lineage? What is their history? What is the essence of those words? So if you are willing to record yourself for an hour and listen to that and notice what words you say, now I just got to say, um is not, really a word. So <laughs> I don't know that you'll find that in the online etymology dictionary. But if you have certain phrases or certain ways that you put words together, when that starts to become more prevalent in your awareness, start looking those up. That's what that's one of the things that makes this so fun for me. Now, I'll give you a quick example. If you use the word manifest a lot, if you notice that you talk about manifest, manifesting and manifestation and you want to be a manifester and you want to manifest this or that or blah, 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 go look up the word manifest in the online etymology dictionary. I guarantee you it will raise an eyebrow because most people are using manifest, and this is just one example, most people are using that word in a way that it skews the energy of what they're trying to create. And this is where, when we are willing to make those fine-tuning steps, we can actually bring those energies we are desiring to play with, we can bring them into greater congruency. That's the aligning piece with an ING, because it's not a one and done. <laughs> it's a process. It's ongoing, and that's part of what makes it fun for me, too. Um, but we can bring those energies into greater alignment. We can be aligning with the energies that work for us, that do contribute to us actually creating what we desire to be creating or experiencing or having, which all of those are creations, but however you want to say that. This is totally possible. 
And that is really exciting for me. <laughs> so I, I hope that it might be exciting for some of you. And if it is, then hang out with us a little more. Um, we're going to take a quick break, take a breath, just kind of move a little bit of this energy because it feels like there's a, a few things are starting to pop for some of us. So, yeah, how much fun can we have? Allowing ourselves to really play with that wizardry of words and really have that as our reality. And are you willing to? Like anywhere you have something coming up that's like a pushback or a resistance, just notice that and we'll see where that takes us uh, when we get to this, this next segment. So you are here with me, Keisha Clark. We're having a fine time with the wizardry of words so far on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be back in just a moment. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward to the next segment of Aligning Divine here on the Inspired Choices Network and streaming all around the world to a cornucopia of podcast platforms wherever you're finding us. Thanks for doing that and thanks for hanging in here with us and today we're talking about and well we're exploring the wizardry of words and um, I would like us to shift our focus just a little bit to the current moment. <laughs> um, what I What are the things that has just really been kind of waving at me is we went into this experience of coronavirus and COVID-19 and, you know, lockdown, quarantine, and aren't those interesting words. Um, and world, gosh, everything changed virtually overnight. 
I mean, really, let's just acknowledge that for, for most of the people on the planet. Uh, where they were going to work, they weren't going to work. Where they were going to school, they weren't going to school. I mean, it, it was such a dynamic and intense shift uh, in a really relatively, literally short amount of time. Uh, it took some it took some adjusting, and in some cases, we might not have quite adjusted yet, but it's a process. <laughs> and what I noticed is, you know, we turned our conversations, of course, to the news topic of the day, which turned into the news topic of the week, and then the month, and now we're in, I don't know what month, but third or fourth, and it's still one of the topics on the forefront of the roster, and this is something I would like for us to play with. This is the relativity, because it's the right here and now when we're talking about the wizardry of words. I would love to play with how do we apply this? to right here and now. And the first thing I'd like us to look at is what are the words that you're hearing being used around all of this? Uh, yes, I think, you know, coronavirus could become a popular drinking game for some people. <laughs> like every time you hear coronavirus, take a drink. And, of course, it could be a drink of water or electrolytes as well as it could be a shot of tequila. <laughs> Let's hope you're not using tequila. Or you can use it if you want to. It's your choice. But um, we've, we're hearing certain words, okay? What are you noticing? Yes, coronavirus. Yes, I'm noticing COVID-19. Um, all of these interesting kind of heavy, you know, in, in my experiencing of the energy, heavier words. Like, because we're talking about an illness. We're talking about a virus. We're talking about um, something that absolutely interrupts your life. Now, last week, or on last week's show, in case you haven't gotten to play with that, we talked about pandemic points of clarity. And... After the show, I had some more really cool awarenesses that popped for me. Um, pandemic being uh, an adjective, the word pandemic being an adjective, I started to apply that to what if we, what if we applied the word pandemic to uh, points of clarity, to like pandemic expansion. Like I know pandemic is usually like a negatively connotated word for a lot of people because of the way it's often used in relationship to illness or something going wrong. But what if we could shift that? And that's one of the ways that we can hone our wizardry is looking at, huh, we've got this word here, and in this case, it could be pandemic, and it is so frequently used as something that brings or invokes fear or you know, sparks worry for people or concern. What if... If we looked at something like pandemic points of clarity, which you could say we're kind of continuing in that conversation today, if we were to use it in a way that it actually could become generative, it could apply to something expanding and shifting, what could we create with that? So what are the words that you're hearing around all of this, that you're noticing, because I'm sure you're hearing a lot, but what are the words that you're noticing that's one of the places to start playing with this, is look at the words that are getting your attention. Um, I think it's interesting that, the, you know, we've heard 
well, I've seen several um, videos with people talking about how do we kind of play with this energy of the name of this this uh, event, this coronavirus. The name coronavirus is very intriguing name because if you look at the word corona, you can apply this energy when we kind of go into the question, okay, what is this virus showing us? What is the information here? What is the contribution of this virus? And in this case, it being called a coronavirus, you can play with that word corona, however you like. But again, I would encourage you, go look it up and look it up in the modern dictionary and then look it up in the online etymology dictionary and see what that sparks for you. Because when you... Here's what I find. Oftentimes, when we go find a word in the etymology or we go look at the etymology of the word, there's something in there, in the earliest application, that is slightly different from the way it morphed into being used. And yet, for most people... They're not making a distinction that they're going to use the post-1550 AD word, version of the word, right? You're not like putting that little marker in your in your brain when you're talking, when you're using those words. And so a word like manifest, a word like want, a word like, um, mm, what, like well, pandemic, Pandemic never meant something awful, and yet it's been attached to things to describe, usually it's referencing an unpleasantness. Okay, so where and when and how we're applying the words is part of the wizardry. And one of the things I also have observed is that for a lot of people, there's a very narrow portion of the spectrum of words that they get accustomed to using. And it's super easy to adopt, you know, our languaging from our family, from the group that we like to play with, from the people that we feel are important that, you know, we might want to impress them. It's really easy to get into adopting a more narrow <laughs> collection or a smaller collection of words and languaging because it helps us kind of be relatable and to relate to the whoever is right in front of us at that moment or, or whoever was right in front of us at those moments. And we needed to be able to work with that, right? So that's totally fine. It's completely appropriate, totally valid. And there comes a point that if we stay in that narrow sort of portion of the spectrum – our bodies, our, our lives, our realities, they follow suit. They close in because there's nothing there that keeps activating the energy of new and different and more and possibility. Does, do, you, do you perceive that? Do you get that? And I think it's really fascinating, too, that um, something about words, another one of those interesting things about words is, uh, if you, you might be aware of this, but in case you weren't, uh, do you notice how 
throughout our, our collective story on this planet, words um, that we use have had to do a lot to do with where we came from or what part of society we came from. And it was commonly held that, now this is interesting, folks, it was commonly held, and I think it still is today, that, quote-unquote, poor people used poor speaking. And wealthy people were the well-spoken ones. Now, if you look at just that, do you start to see a correlation? <laughs> and when you think of someone who's well-spoken, do you think of yourself? Firstly, that's an interesting question. Or do you think that well-spoken people can only be people who have those doctorates or some type of you know big, fancy, important degree that helps them become well-spoken? <laughs> and I think that's an interesting term, well-spoken. And that kind of pop, what that pops for me is, are you willing to speak well? When we talk about well, W-E-L-L, and wellness and wealth, do you, do you perceive those energies? They're sort of like, as I'm saying them, what I notice, it's very subtle. It's very subtle, and yet it's very, uh, it's got a, it's definitely got an impact. I notice that those energies activate something because there's information there and it's like the words are inviting me to acknowledge and lean into that correlation even more. So how have you been speaking and how have you spoken about yourself? And maybe you've been using your wizardry not so much in your favor. <laughs> I could raise both my hands there. I know I've totally used my wizardry against myself. And at this point, well, a few years ago, it became apparent to me that uh, if I truly wanted what I said that I wanted to create with my life, that I could not be trying to use those same words and thinking that that was going to help me line up with what was possible for me, with me, as me, and through me. And this is one of the big pieces that seems to fall to the floor for a lot of us. Um, it's right there. It's kind of waving at us. Like, what are you saying? What are you speaking? And are you willing to acknowledge and to really know in the first place and acknowledge that what you are speaking, the words you are casting into the energy, those words will create something very specific. And if your words are not creating what you desire, are you willing to choose the words that would activate those energies? Are you willing to choose the words and use the words? Are you willing to know the words that would resonate, that would line up with the energies, that would be congruent with what your essence is inviting you to choose and have and be and create? 
Mm. And I get that that can feel a little bit lofty and maybe even a little bit vague. I get that. And we don't have to... Let me see how I want to say that. Uh, (laughs) The words are important, and yet you don't have to get tangled up with the words. It's more about having a willingness to be aware of the words that really do activate and and build momentum in the direction you desire to go in your life, okay? And it's a kind of a, one of those funny things about affirmations when we're affirming something. So like we might be affirming our wealth and our wellness. Uh And at the same time, we might be saying those words but not meaning them because we're using the affirmation (laughs) to more from a place of I hope this works. When you move into that wizardry, when you start mastering, you get to that point where you know you don't have to hope that your life turns out a certain way. Because when you're hoping, it's kind of like a dart game, right? You're just throwing some words out there. You're going to see what happens. (laughs) And that's cool. That's a part of creation. That can be fun to do because there's a lot of information you can attain from that. And as you move into that more lining up with your essence, living it every day, bringing more of your consciousness to the experiencing of your life, and the creating of your life, that's when you start to have new words come into your sphere of awareness. Now, granted, we all speak different languages. So that's going to apply slightly differently relative to the language. And yet, in every language, there is specificity in the energy of the words. So you don't have to speak a specific language to play with this. You can be having and using and playing with the wizardry of words no matter what language you speak because it's the language of energy that you're speaking. It's just coming through a different linguistic filter relative to where you chose to incarnate on the planet and how many languages you're choosing to play with. How cool is that? And the words you say... They say a lot more about you than you might be willing to know. And as I was talking about in the first segment, if you're willing to tape record yourself, you know, tape record a conversation you have on the phone. Tape record, you know, look at a Zoom. Oh, gosh, we record so many things now. You might not even have to record yourself on purpose. You can just go listen to interviews of yourself. You can listen to calls you might have been on because now we're doing a whole lot, you know, through Zoom and Uh, Facebook Lives and Instagram TV and whatever, listen to those recordings and notice what you notice. Are you willing to receive that information? Now, here's the thing. Let it be the information without the stories that get attached to those words. Because if you're falling into the story, you're going to lose the information. If you really want to play with it, you want to go for the information. And that's where 
listen to some of those words, notice the ones that jump out to you, and different words may stand out to you each time you listen to the recording, you know, because it's all relevant to where you are in that moment and what you're ready to receive. So see which words stand out to you. See, Notice which words get your attention, and then go use the tools that you have available, i.e. the online etymology dictionary, the urban dictionary, the Webster's current dictionary, the pre-1920-something dictionary, whatever one you want to look at. But look at what the information is in those words and about those words. It will begin to change everything. And here's the fun thing. You don't have to really think about it. You can follow the energy. You can simply play with the energy of it. When you're looking up those words and you're getting the information, the moment you're taking in that information, you get an awareness. And I'm going to example that for you and with you, with for us <laughs> in the next segment because I had that just before I got, uh, just before we went on air, I was doing a little bit of my prep, and um, something popped, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." So I want to share that uh, those steps with you, and, and it just as a perhaps something to inspire you to play with this, um, and. <sighs> Part of my target or one of my targets with, with this conversation is really applying it in the here and now and looking at how are we co-creating so far? How have we co-created this experience of coronavirus and COVID-19? And are we willing to, those who really want to play with this, are we willing to apply this, what we're talking about? Are we really willing to tap into our wizardry with words? and utilize the wizardry of our words to now more presently, more consciously be co-creating forward. And part of that is getting out of the story that are attached to the words and getting into the information. And then we make these course corrections, if you will, these adjustments, which are not hard at all, and we can create something very different. And it can show up in the most delightfully unusual, mind-blowing way. It doesn't have to be complicated. So on that note, whew, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to take a sip of my beverage over here. And I invite you to do whatever you need to do over this break. We'll come back and we'll play with this example uh, that I'm really excited to share. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. I love words. I love this is I geek out with this. So just, you know, pardon me while I have my moment here. And we are on Aligning Divine on the Inspired Choices Network and streaming to all those fabulous platforms all over the virtual universe. And uh, we're talking about the wizardry of words. So we'll be back right after this. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward, my friends. We are here on this fun journey today exploring the wizardry of words. And we're hanging out on Aligning Divine. <laughs> and I'm still Keisha Clark. And we're still on the Inspired Choices Network. <laughs> um, wow. So I would love to play with this uh, just to kind of give you a sense of part, part, in part what I'm talking about and um, what could this be for you? How could you play with it? So as I was uh, preparing for today's conversation and adventure really, um, one of the things that was really popping in my awareness was the four agreements. And it's the first agreement. And uh, this is, of course, this wonderful book by Don Miguel Ruiz. And um, the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Now, I think that's, of course, we can play with that in several different ways. And since we only have so much time linear-wise on each show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you play with that however you want to. Um, at first, when I heard this, I was like, huh, well, that's kind of, that's an interesting thing to say, like be impeccable with your word. Um, and of course, we've heard all of those interesting things about words, you know, like your word is your bond, um, taking you at your word. Um, oh, gosh, there were a couple more that I remembered hearing. And um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, what are words for? A picture is worth a thousand words. Um, and it's it's how are we using words is another thing that's talked about a lot. So this be impeccable with your word was interesting at first it kind of hit me a little bit sideways because I was like well isn't that kind of a hmm kind of a conclusion sort of thing there going on but as I played with it as I applied what I'm sharing with you today and what I'm inviting you to play with today uh the word impeccable of course was what was waving at me so where did I go <laughs> guess where <laughs> the online etymology dictionary and uh I looked up the word impeccable and it was kind of interesting. It's an adjective. And that was the first thing that caught my attention. It's another adjective. You know, pandemic is also an adjective. It's interesting how we use and apply that word. But the word impeccable is an adjective, like of impeccable character is how you might hear it used. Um, ha someone having impeccable taste. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, so here's <laughs> This is kind of fun. Uh, not to take us down a rabbit hole, but it is going to, there might be a few buzzwords in this, what proceeds from here, so I'm just letting you know. So, with this word in particular, I thought this was so fascinating. Uh, from around 15, the 1530s, originally, in the essence of this word, not capable of sin. Yep, go into all the conclusions you need to with that. Go right ahead, because we're going to have fun with that. Uh, from the Middle French, and it's uh, impeccable with a French accent, or directly from late Latin, impeccabilis, impeccabilis, you know, I'm not a Latin professional, so, um, meaning not liable to sin. 
Uh, and then an assimilated form is not or opposite of. So I, I was fascinated by this. Well, then I saw that part of the root of here, uh, that we're talking about here is pecare or pecare, and it said see peccadillo. So what did I do? I clicked on that to see peccadillo because I think that's kind of a funny word. It just made me grin. And where did it go? It says a slight sin, a petty crime or fault. Now, isn't that interesting? <laughs> and <clears throat> where this took me was, um, here, let me give you just a little bit more. So the, the peccadillo, peccadillo, and which you could also say peccadillo, I, be, I believe, um, slight sin, petty crime or fault from the 1590s and uh, from the Spanish diminutive of pecado, which is a, uh, so it's like little sin, right? From the Latin peccatum, a sin, a fault, an error. It's the noun use of the, this might sound funny, the neuter past participle or the neutral past participle of peccare is to miss or mistake, to make a mistake, to transgress, to do amiss, to offend, to be licentious or to sin. Now, and it does say, a word of uncertain origin. But what I thought was so fascinating is how that energy in the word impeccable showed up. That's part of what was getting my attention. As I played with this, I was very aware that was part of what was getting my attention. Because how many stories, how much significance do we have on the word sin? Yep, quite a bit, <laughs> right? So here's what I am aware of about that word. Some years ago, I was listening to an amazing gentleman, Dr. Rocco Errico, who is his life work has been about translating the Aramaic Bible. He and Dr. George Lamsa are some of the most well-known, um, I would say, authorities, but it's more like reference, you know, people to go, the go-tos uh, for translating the Aramaic text of the the Bible. And of course, one of the things he says all the time is that the words you see today are very different from the original application of the Aramaic words that were used in the time of the stories. And so one of the things he shared one night in one of his lectures was that the word sin actually means making a mistake. And that the word Satan comes from the word satah, which means a crooked thought. Now, isn't that interesting? So here we have in the word impeccable, this little peccadillo, which took me to peccare, which took me to, you know, in the energy of that word, a little sin or a regular sin or a big sin. You know, <laughs> is, it, is that really relative, right? And within there is the crooked thought, the energy of the crooked thought, so when we talk about being impeccable with your word and we talk about the wizardry, honing that skill of lining up the words and the energies, this is really what it's all about. And I'm so grateful <laughs> that I went on that little rabbit chase because part of what it reminded me of, and I love this too about how we get to play here, is that everything has information for us. 
that's part of the skill of wizardry is that we're willing to both receive the information as well as put the information out, bring the information forward. And part of what as wizards, if you want to play with it this way, part of what we do as wizards is we bring that wisdom, we bring that vibrational quality forward. That's part of our task here into the what we are saying, the how we are saying it, and the what we are creating with that today. So, I know we've been a little, kind of felt like we've been a little all over the place. And of course, when you're playing with words, it's easy to do that. And all of this is simply a beginning of, of, of what is possible with this. The wizardry of words Really, this conversation wanted to be and desires to be an invitation for you to discover your wizardry with words, to have both the wizardry of words and then what is your capability with words? How can you use the words? How can you convey the information? How do you bring to life what you are capable of creating in the way you are capable of creating it. For each of us, that's the invitation here. Even in the midst of something that might seem frightening, scary, uh, you know, <laughs> crazy-making for a lot of us, there is, it still applies. We can still tap into and utilize all of this to create forward. And we can actually create what we know is possible, no matter what the what is looks like. And this is where the wizardry also comes in. So I invite you this week, my friends, to start playing with the wizardry of words and what that is for you and how that can be for you. And may that support you to be lining up even more with your essence and living it every day. Yay to the wizards, my darlings. <laughs> we'll see you next week here on Aligning Divine. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence and living